Welcome to BDO To Go, casual industry conversation brought to you by the restaurant industry professionals at BDO. The constantly evolving landscape of the industry forces operators and owners to adapt quickly and maintain a keen awareness of consumer and economic shifts. Understanding these business impacts and insights is key to the continued success and resilience of the restaurant industry. That's why we crafted our new BDO To Go podcast series, a monthly podcast that you can take to go. Now, here's your host, Jeff Tuba. Welcome back to another episode of the BDO To Go Restaurant Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Tuba, and I, on behalf of all of us at BDO, appreciate you tuning in for new insights on the restaurant industry. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify each month, but we encourage you to click the subscribe button to automatically download the episodes as they come out. You know, being part of a restaurant leadership team at BDO, I have the privilege of working with a number of great people. As a result, I'm happy to bring in moderators from our team to lead the conversation. Today, I'm happy to introduce Dana Zakowski as our moderator. Dana is a director for BDO and part of our national restaurant leadership team. And with her today is Helen Lau. Many of you may find Helen on social media with the hashtag Helen on the move, but her recent efforts are catching national attention by calling on all of us to help the restaurant industry. I'm happy to now turn the conversation over to Dana. Jeff, thank you so much for that introduction. And today we're here with Helen Lau from Clear Path Solutions. And some of you or everyone listening probably knows Helen from her hashtag Helen on the move, as well as step up to the table. And we're going to talk about both of those things today. But before I let Helen introduce herself, I'm going to talk a little bit about my first time I met Helen, which I don't even know if she was ready for. <laughs> Um, I had been hearing about Helen and all the great work she was doing for quite a while and how she was the leader and the most well-known person in the uh, professional space where it came to recruiting great talent and partnering them with companies. And it was at Restaurant Finance and Development Conference four years ago that Zach Weprin from Fusion introduced us. And I knew right away when Helen walked up that we were not only going to figure out ways to work together and do great things, but that we were going to be real friends. So Helen, it's great to have you here with us today. So thank you. Thank you, Dana. I feel the same. And it's been wonderful. It truly has been uh, wonderful to be friends and, and to know you is to love you, Dana. So <laughs> thank you. So um, I guess to get started, why don't we talk a little bit about your history with ClearPath and how you got that whole thing started? Yeah, ClearPath was launched nearly 10 years ago. It's hard to believe, uh, but during that time, it was actually a, really a crossroads in my career. Uh, young children, f three with my fourth on the way. Uh, and I've always felt that women were, you know, often felt like they had to choose between a career and having a family. Um, so I think, you know, I probably was at, at that point um, at that crossroads and recognizing the fact that you know, I, I believe that I can actually create this for others. There were plenty of women that I knew that were in the professional, uh, had a professional career and decided to have children, took a step out and really found it challenging to get back in. Um, so, you know, that was actually part of my inspiration in starting Clear Path. And I remember, uh, quite honestly, that I thought, I can do this better. Sometimes I, I was getting calls on the other end of the <laughs> phone. And, you know, but but I will tell you, Dana, it was very humbling uh, for the first couple of years. You know, it was much more difficult to break in than I thought. Um, and I just realized that, you know what, it's, it's not, you can't rely necessarily on people maybe that you thought would help you out. Uh, in fact, those people didn't. Um, 
And that's what led me to working around the clock 24-7 to actually get where we're at. Uh, but I've actually built an incredible team who has been with me this entire time and, you know, always believing that we would get here. So. Right. And I think to that point, when I, if I had to look up the hustle in the dictionary, it's definitely <laughs> your picture. And recently, I'd say in the last year, Helen on the Move kind of took off. So I don't think when people think of an Instagram influencer right away, they think of exactly who we are right away. But what you've really done with Helen on the Move, I think has kind of shifted what the perspective is. So could you talk a little bit, how did that happen? And where did it come from? Yeah, I think, you know, it was so difficult to actually get started. I, I always say that I humble pie for the first two years. And, you know, our first client was like, I'll give you 50 bucks. And I was like, I'll take it, you know, and we're going to outwork everybody else. And the reality of it is that search is actually, uh, it's very easy to start. It's a low bar of entry. And so actually, it's a very crowded space. I think what I recognized um, very quickly was the need to get out there and build relationships and that always being done, um, quite honestly, solidified when it's in person. And so I started, you know, traveling all around the country in different key markets and making sure that I made the time to visit potential candidates, actual candidates and clients uh, and really worked around that, um, you know, <laughs> constantly. So um, people see me all over the country. I think it became like, where's Waldo? But that's how Helen on the Move got started. Uh, and I really do believe that really was a key to our success was getting the opportunity to meet a lot of folks in person um, and just building those relationships organically. And so I'm really, you know, proud of like where we've gotten to. But yes, uh, people have called me a hustler. I do not take that. I do not take any offense to that. In fact, uh, I think it's a compliment. Oh, a hundred thousand percent. I love it. And just sticking on topic with meeting people in person, I think that's where all of our successes have been, right? We're people, mm -hmm. people, and thank God people like us and we like them. And the conversations are great and being in person is great. What's been going on in your space for the past 10 months now, right? Every time I've ever introduced you to someone, you've taken the call. A lot of times you've gotten on the plane to meet them. What's been going on and how are you doing it now? How's your team yeah. doing? Gosh, it was, um, well, I, I vividly remember March 17th uh, when the stay-at-home orders came down. And, you know, it's sad to say uh, on that day, I remember pulling the team together and saying, you know, um, I, I'm going to actually have to do a furlough. We, I, I need to make sure you guys are okay. And secondly, there's going to be a business to come back to. Uh, nothing like that had ever happened, not in my lifetime. And I just remember like being concerned, right? Concerned for our clients. Uh, everything came to a screeching halt. I mean, any work that was happening uh, absolutely came to a screeching halt. And so I just remember saying like, what, what can I do to be helpful to the industry and these leaders um, and making sure that, you know, we started kind of providing information and sharing information anything that was relevant to them in terms of the PPP, accessing those funds, creating webinars around real estate and talking about, gosh, cash was king, right? So cash conservation, which means all of our fees, uh, we proactively came out and said, you know, we are holding all of our fees and we just need our clients to get through the other side. And I can tell you, our, our clients appreciated that so much. Um, and we slowly started kind of seeing some work come back um, after the summer, uh, right before the fall hit, where then there was, you know, the second shutdowns and, and mandates to close and restrictions. 
put upon the restaurants, uh, social unrest. I mean, they just ran into one obstacle after another, and it was very crushing for the industry. Um, so, you know, when, when I think about these last 10 months, it's certainly things that I've never experienced. Uh, I've never experienced. And I know that a lot of the leaders out there have not either. Right. And I think that that's a good segue to what you've been doing with Step Up to the Table. So, again, you put your fees on hold. You tried to help people. You reached out where you could. You were always available as a resource, whether it be professional or candidly personal. I think I've called I called you definitely a few times just to say, help, I just need a, a shoulder to cry on. So thank you for that. But step up to the table is a little more serious. You really saw what was going on in the industry and wanted to make a change. And I think it was really in April you said, what are we going to do and how are we going to do it? And it was not until December that it kind of formalized. So could you talk a little bit about what you did, how it got started and the idea? Of course. Yeah, Dana, you know, what's funny is I think I've been asking the question of, you know, what can I do? What can our team do for this industry? You're right, since April. And I think holding some of those webinars and actually making myself available, um, th those were all part of it. Uh, but I'll be honest with you. I think it wasn't until the second shutdown, at least out here, I was listening to Chicago shutting down, Denver, uh, and then, you know, L.A. had been closed and uh, all of a sudden Orange County was rolling back outdoor dining. And I'm just thinking there, it's impossible. I mean, it's literally going to be impossible for some of these smaller independent restaurants to survive. And I remember saying to myself, you know, um, what came to my mind was actually the ice bucket challenge. And I thought, you know what? It was the day before Thanksgiving. And I remember saying, how do I take our platform and you know those followers that kind of look to us of knowing what's happening in the industry and you know really our relationships and network how do we share that um, with everybody else and and so i actually went out and took helen on the move and purchased some gift cards and challenged other people to do the same and i thought you know this is either going to be a zero nobody's going to do it um, or i really believe that this could take off and the, the dollars, being able to put those dollars into operators' hands at this time or at that moment before the holidays was critical. And I will tell you, um, I, there's actually been thousands of videos made now all across the country on different social um, mediums from LinkedIn, which is my primary uh, audience, to Instagram and Facebook and Twitter which has been amazing to see, yeah, Dana. No, and, and one of my favorites is actually yours. Thank you. <laughs> and I was lucky enough to be one of those first group of people. So most of them, I think, were West Coast. So I tried to make it a little more East Coast focused. I feel like we're having like rap wars from the 1990s. But, <laughs> but taking the money, I think Kyle Cavanaugh said it best, was the idea of getting a gift card really helps twice, right? You're getting the money in the restaurant's hands today and you're taking that and giving the gift to somebody and letting them experience something they might not have otherwise with that, by giving the gift to them. And then you're now taking it a step further, right? So now we have these videos and everyone's doing their part, but you've really been able to engage some big corporate people and some associations and now even turned it into a true not-for-profit 501c3. Could you talk a little bit about how that happened? 
Yeah, I think it was really simple at first. The whole step up to the table challenge was go out, support local restaurants, purchase gift cards, buy a meal, uh, take a video or a picture, post it on social and tag other people and challenge them. Uh, I had actually challenged Tom Benet from the National Restaurant Association. Uh, and, you know, he has absolutely stepped up to the table, um, purchased gift cards, you know, publicly and actually challenging PepsiCo, U.S. Foods, Coca-Cola, and many others uh, to join in in not only purchasing gift cards, but I think it's a, it's a much, what I saw very quickly was there was going to be another opportunity, right? Um, because I had more calls coming in and saying, Helen, how do we support and, and how can I step up to the table or my company? And so it led me to creating the 501c3, uh, the nonprofit that we actually just put the donate button up on the website of stepuptothetable.com. But I will tell you, we actually raised $60,000 just through verbal, um, yes, you know, we're in for $20,000 to we're in for $500 to today. I actually saw a donation and somebody made a $25 donation. It was just an individual trying to support our industry. And, and I think it's incredible. Right. And I think what you mentioned, the gift cards is easy to see where it goes and how it's helping the specific restaurant you wanted to target. But what are you, where is the money going for that 501c3? And how is that actually going to get into the hands of those who need it? Yeah, thanks, Dana. Um, you know, I mentioned that uh, Tom Bonet from the National Restaurant Association, they've been really gracious to step up to the table and actually support our efforts. Um, but every penny that we raise will go back to independent restaurants. In fact, I was actually on a call with the Independent Restaurant Coalition. Uh, ClearPath made a donation early on when they first came out, um, you know, just on behalf of our company and clients. And since then, you know, we are working with them on talking about how we can get this money um, back into the independent's hands. Mm -hmm. So they will actually be helping me um, with this great effort. It's It's been incredible to kind of see us all come together and really be able to bridge, you know, some of the, the big players, right, that are out there supporting by purchasing gift cards um, and, and trying to help out the independent restaurant owners who have been crushed through this. Right. Yeah. And I think we all see it in our own respective places. We did a conversation earlier today where we were talking about just the rules and regulations that it's so unfair to restaurants on what's going on and why can we not use the bathrooms in a restaurant in New York, but we can use the bathrooms in some major retailers here? And it just seems so unfair. And I feel like a child kicking and screaming when I use that word, but that's really what it is. And it doesn't seem to have any rhyme or reason about what's going on. So I think all the work you're doing is phenomenal on the charity side. And then I guess some of the big name players you mentioned were people like Drew Brees came out. I mean, that was just phenomenal. How do you reach out to people like that? And what could someone listening, I know they can go on the website, they could click the button and make the donation. They could buy the gift cards. Who, what else could we be doing and who should we be sharing this with and how are we getting the word out? Dana, I love that question and thank you. I remember thinking, gosh, uh, this is taking off on its own organically and people started tagging 
other people. And I remember when I saw the first video and I was like, gosh, I don't know who that is. That's great, you know? Um, and other people asking, hey, can you tag me? What I thought was, you know what? Uh, I'm actually gonna think about who we know that has a is a great influencer. And I started thinking about some of the athletes that I've had the pleasure of meeting uh, and tapping them. I mean, there isn't a person out there that doesn't want their local favorite restaurant to survive. And it, it doesn't matter, right, who it is, they can think of their local favorite. And so when I actually, the first person was actually John Gruden. And I said, John, you know, we need your help. And, you know, I want to know if you're willing to step up to the table. And John is just so he's got such a distinct voice. And I remember when he actually did that video for me, I was like, that's it. Like, you know, we should go out to the folks that we know. And I think my ask to everybody, Dana, is we, we all know someone, right? And again, everybody has their favorite local restaurant that they don't want to see go away. And so I would just ask those folks to step up without, you know, being tagged or challenged uh, and putting out a video, you know, calling out who their favorite restaurant is and asking others to support, you know, is certainly a way. Right, for sure. And I think... That's a perfect way to kind of circle into the end of the conversation about what you guys have been doing and how great it's been. And I know Jeff is going to close out our conversation and he was one of the people who I was tagged and he and his family went out and they stepped up to the table and tagged some other great people. And I know that we have the support from BDO and we're going to try to get as many people listening to the podcast to go out and tag step up to the table and make the donations. And really the only way we're going to survive this whole pandemic as a restaurant industry really is to do it together. So I can't thank you enough for your help and your support. And I think together we're going to get through this, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we're, we're not going down without a fight, right, Dana? So, right. Exactly. Um, but yes, I, I appreciate you so much for having me. Um, and you know, you're, you're terrific. You're a wonderful friend. Thank you, and we'll speak soon. Thank Sounds you. Sounds great. Thank you. Thank you, Dana and Helen. To all of our listeners, please make every effort to step up to the table and support your local restaurants. We invite you to join us again next time on the BDO To Go Restaurant Podcast. Thank you for listening to BDO To Go. Past episodes and related insights are available at bdo.com slash bdo to go. Or you can go to iTunes or Spotify to rate, review, share, or subscribe to this podcast. The views expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect the views of BDO. For more information on BDO's restaurant industry practice and the resources we provide, visit www.bdo.com slash restaurants.